Voices that inspire the extended interview. I'm Courtney Atkins, and I'm the executive director of Whole Child Leon and the South City Foundation. So did you grow up in Tallahassee? I did. I, um, I was born here, and I, I left it for college, but one of seven children. One of seven children. Yes. So that in itself is like lots of life lessons. <laughs> lots of life lessons. <laughs> so you went away for college. I went away for college, and um, I my first career was owning a, a restaurant that I worked in. Um, I bought it when I was 21. So how did you buy a restaurant at 21? Well, the very day that I uh, heard the restaurant was coming for sale, I had gotten a letter from the, the law school that I applied to that I was deferred. And I was all sad. I walked into my shift at the restaurant, and the manager said, Courtney, the owner wants to sell, and you're one of my best employees. I think you and I could take make a go of this. So I said, let me call my dad and see if he'll lend me some money. And that's exactly what I did, and he did, thank heavens. And um, I did that for eight more years. Wow. Yeah. What did you? What's your takeaway from working at that restaurant? It really through your twenties. Through my twenties, the big takeaway was I had been, you know, a coworker to all of the people that all of a sudden I was their boss, and I was young and it was, you know, I had to have conversations like about their personal hygiene or why are you late for work today and those kinds of things. So that was that was hard, like really having that supervisor role after being a, a peer, and um, I learned a lot and also. I went on to to own a fine dining restaurant, and I learned that the profit margin in a in a more less fine dining is it's certainly easier kind of business to to run. That fine dining's tough; it's challenging and fun, but it's it's a lot tougher than a bar and grill type of place, right? Which was my first place. Yeah, I can imagine. So you told me a story though that in owning a restaurant, working with the sort of the lowest on the totem pole the people who are the dishwashers, that that sort of inspired you to want to help them. Yeah. I do love the kind of upstairs, downstairs of, of businesses like restaurants, you know, from the the diner down to the dishwasher and the sous chefs and the back line and the waiters. Um, so if if you know, if, you're, if you've ever owned a restaurant or know somebody that has, you'll know that the dishwasher can be one of the hardest positions to keep filled, especially in a fine dining restaurant. We were so challenged by that. And I had this light bulb moment to, why don't I start, work with the federal prison system, they're at the halfway house, and when those gentlemen are coming out of prison and they need to do hours, you know, hire them. So that's exactly what I did. And they were fantastic, every one of them that I had over the years. Um, and I, on busy nights, I would be back in the kitchen trying to help and do whatever I can. We'd have these conversations, and I would, you know, just learn that, gosh, if, if Mike's, his circumstances, this lottery that we're, we have no control of, or, you know, he didn't, ha- he didn't have the opportunities that I did and other people did, and he ended up, you know, on this this road because of maybe who his mother might have married or where he didn't have any supervision or whatever it is. And it was just kind of fascinating to me that how just that can just turn your, your life around. So how then did you segue from being a, a restaurant owner to getting more into sort of I don't want to say social services, but but looking at ways to help people. That sort of became more of the focus of the work you were doing. 
I think that it was clear to me before even owning the first restaurant and then the second. You know, I've, I've always loved kind of working with kids and being a big sister in college. I did things like that. Um, I loved, you know, with this the, with the staff and the employees. You know, I was always trying to make sure we could everybody could be productive. And you know, if we had to, you know, get involved a little bit in what was happening, try to be helpful that way. But I think with the dishwashers and you know them serving time and. It, I really was fascinated by kind of the psychology of, of all that, you know, happens to children and people and how they end up where, where they end up, circumstance, nature, nurture, all of that. So when I was able to sell the restaurant, which was a good thing, if anybody listening has had a restaurant, it's always nice if someone wants to buy it. Um, I decided I wanted to go into counseling, get my master's degree, and, and really start helping them that way. And so that's exactly what I did. What brought you then back to Tallahassee? Because you were doing all of that up in Washington, D.C., right? That's right. I was doing uh, a lot of work with public safety employees um, around critical incidents, uh, you know, with the Pentagon, the attack on the Pentagon in 2001. We were able to um, support the public safety employees then and got some grants to, to really look at PTSD and trauma and critical incidents. So I was doing a lot of that work. And I came back to Tallahassee, actually, um, when I was uh, divorcing. Um, I, like a lot of us, we come back to, to home where I, I knew I had a lot of support. My, I, had, I had two young children and um, really felt like that was the best thing to do and I never looked back. And what a different town Tallahassee was when I, is and was when I came back from when I had left before. It's really just fantastic. So, Did you ever think you'd come back Did, when you left, you know, that like, I am leaving my small oh, hometown? I spent my life getting out of this town. That's what I thought. Yeah, no, I did not think I was coming back. But I'm glad I did. And it's such a lovely community. And yeah, I've had some fantastic opportunities here. And yeah, I'm really, really glad to be back. So how long then have you been heading up Whole Child Leon? Since 2009, which is a long time. That's a, that's a while now. So what has been your goal with Whole Child Leon? What, what is the focus of that? The focus is, as cliche as it may sound, it's, it's we want all children to thrive. And we understand that it's, it takes everyone um, and we're all better off for it. So it's really focused on, especially young children, we want them to have everything they need, every opportunity, no matter where they live, what, what neighborhood they come from, to, to, to thrive and to, to be ready for school, to be making appropriate progress and be successful. Do you feel like the community has responded to that? Have you seen change in those since 2009? I mean, this is such hard work. It's such hard work, Kim. And I I sit in meetings sometimes, and especially with, with colleagues that have been around as long as I have, and we think, weren't we talking about this 10 years ago, that this would be a good idea? And we're, we're coming full circle again. But So for all those moments where I just want to bang my head against the wall, we have changed so much, and it's sometimes we forget to kind of stop and celebrate those successes. And I think what's really helped us change is, is science. You know, finally, in the last 10 years, m more people are understanding, you know, just how important that early childhood piece is, that 90% of the brain is, is developing before a child is five. And this is the time that we really need to make sure that they're getting everything they need. And, of course, that means their, their parents um, and that I think the community is starting to understand that 
you know, whether I like kids or not, if I if we invest in them as a community early, we're all better off. We're a healthier community, and th- this is a potential workforce for my business. Or um, so it's easier that way to now because we we understand these things. But you know, it's still challenging. I mean, poverty it's the great predictor, and we have so much of that. Yep, it is a, it, and it's just a hard cycle to break. It's a hard cycle to break. And that's what's exciting about the other work I, I do. I'm the interim executive director of the South City Foundation, and that's kind of a project that was birthed in part by Whole Child Leon. And um, it's the whole focus of the foundation is to to break cycles of intergenerational poverty, kind of one neighborhood at a time, really taking a defined neighborhood and working with the residents beside the residents, helping the residents achieve the priorities that they've set for their community. So it's it's been really rewarding, and it's it's wonderful that there are organizations like that that really start to see this, these cycles and how can we address. It's it's not enough to just put a clinic in a in a neighborhood or build better housing. You you really have to bring the schools up. You have to bring the housing up. You have to make it safe and green space and connectivity and all of those things, they're so important. And what's really important is that our neighborhoods are more diverse, that we have mixed income housing. You know, everybody, we we are a diverse neighborhood and we can, they're just so much healthier. And if we segregate all our poorest people live in, you know, the same areas, it's just, it's it's a recipe for disaster. Mm -hmm. So through all of this work, you've also been a single mom. Raising two children who are now college and both in college now? Freshman in college. Atticus is a freshman and Chambers is a junior. Yes. And so you've worked full-time, raised a family. And so you you also have your own understanding of the challenges that families face. You had your own challenges. I did. And I think because I, as a single mom, having a, a good job and great support from the big family here back in Tallahassee and all my friends that really were like a, a tribe that helped me, you know, support my kids as far as like events and just being helpful. I think about those parents that I work with, you know, and see every day that don't have half of that. You know, their their job, their education doesn't allow them to have, you know, a good, good paying job. Um, they have other issues and less um, support, and they still manage, and they're riding the bus and switching buses twice to get to a job and in the rain. And I'll never forget one of my first weeks at Whole Child Leon. I was working with a mom, and she had an infant and a two-year-old, and she, pouring down rain, had changed two buses, showed up at the door for our appointment, and I, both children, and just, like, I, unbelievable. Yeah, we have a lot of people that have incredible odds against them. Yes, and can be so resilient. And that's what you want to look at and foster and figure out how how can we make more more of our families and children, get them in a position that they, they can be resilient and... Yeah. So through all of this, it's hard work. So what keeps you going and keeps you inspired to do this work? You know, there's a lot of people would say, I just I just can't do this anymore. It's hard. 
I think what keeps me inspired are the little wins, you know, the smile on the child's face or the the improved reading scores in a in a neighborhood or a, a, a elementary school that we've been working with the children, going you know the developmental screenings when we've been able to identify an issue of a, of a child that we know wouldn't have been identified elsewhere and able to really provide that intervention service that's going to make that child get to school more ready to learn. So, and, and just the wonderful people that work in these you know human service agencies that I get to work with every day, that keeps me inspired. For those who might be listening and don't really understand, you know, the the people that maybe feel a little burned out on how do we solve these problems? How do we provide hope to our community that we are making a difference, that things are getting better? These have been hard times. You know, we go through a pandemic and then we're so at each other's throats politically. There's such discord, but yet Everybody cares for children. Everybody wants, for the most part, wants children to succeed. So how, from your vantage point, from the work you've been doing, and you work with so many community partners, and you've, you've tapped on this a little bit, just about how much you value all the people that play a role in this community. Can you just speak to that a little bit about there's so many caring people working for the common good of children? Yeah, I mean, we have so many resources in this community, and I think we, we all talk about that, about this, and it's really just making sure that the pe- people that need these resources can access them. I think that in these hard times, what's kind of kept things going and how we can show that we are, you know, united and still making accomplishments for families is by creating a forum where people can be heard and not just the agency staff and employees and people that we work with that are in the trenches and working with families, but the families themselves. And we really try to do that. And I think when you're in a room as a organization and staff that's working on a project and you're listening to families and hearing their story and really understanding, it's a game changer for not just organizations and those teams when we're working on a project, but for when we need support from the outside. We have so many business folks and community folks that really want to do work work in their community and give back to the community. And so it's 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 really wonderful when we can bring the actual folks that are going to be receiving these services and these programs will help, you know, if we can have them at the table with the providers that are going to be implementing and talking about it. Um, I think it's just really a way that people can wrap their head around and understand, you know, this is so different from my life where I live in the north end of town. I really didn't realize this till I, I heard from this person and, and came down here and, and saw what was happening. So touring neighborhoods where we work and having real opportunities for people in our community to engage and, and support one another. Yeah, it is, you know, why should people care? You know, what, what, why, why should that person whose life seems pretty easy and they're taking care of their children and they're doing that work, so why should they care about somebody else's children? Maybe they're not doing the same amount of work they're doing. I mean, how do we break that right. thinking? And I think at least once a month in a zing, you'll see something like, Why can't you just take care of your children? I took care of my children. Um, You know, I I say being cynical sometimes, like whether you like kids or not, 
if we invest in them early, we're all better off. And so that is kind of the argument. The return on investment is incredible. And the first five years of life are when the brain is doing its most development and growth. And we're starting to understand that, you know. Uh, Joe Public's starting to understand that. There's a lot of science behind that. So understanding that these children in this community are going to be your potential workforce, Mr. Businessman, and we want them to be successful. We want them to enter school ready to learn. We know that if children start their first day of preschool or kindergarten and they're not social, emotionally ready with for no fault of their own, could be just parenting. It could be they haven't been exposed to any other kind of early learning setting. It sets a trajectory for like they don't they don't fit in they don't they're the teachers coming down on them there it's it and then I'm not no good in school and I'll just continue to just kind of fade away and and get through whatever I can get through um, hopefully graduate from high school but it it really is um, it's a it can be a game changer if we can ensure that children enter kindergarten ready and it means screening early and often pediatricians don't always pick up they're with a child 15 minutes so it's important for parents to know that it's important for our community to understand we need to you know make sure that some of our you know our neighborhoods are you know, there's equal opportunity for children no matter what neighborhood they're born in, you know, and we have to try to fight these cycles of poverty because poverty is the great predictor of all of the negative outcomes. So we really have to to look at that. And I think the more we can have an exchange of perspectives from one another, the more we can, um, you know, it, it's easier for people to really understand and dig in and want to lean into these problems and issues that some of our families are facing. So as we wrap this up, you are one of seven children. So what what did you learn being the fifth in a family of seven children? Well, I think that has a played a role in, in where I am in life and how I think about life because I was always, you know, one of seven, you know, the mom comes in with the Oreos and everybody's grabbing them. and I want to be fair and get my part. And so it's really about, you know, equity all the time and thinking about we all should have, every child should have equal opportunity to, to live their life and be successful. And it's, we're just not there yet. Um, so I guess like being one of seven, it was about fairness and just you know we, you know equal chance and opportunity so maybe that's that's part of kind of what got me here okay well is there anything else that you would like to add to this conversation this is the perfect kind of program for our community to you know we talked a little bit about it earlier but you know voices that inspire it's a perfect opportunity to hear who's out there and make connections and understand more about our, the lovely community that's Tallahassee. So thank you for having me on. Courtney, thank you so much for coming in and talking with me about the work you do and how important it is for us as a community to support young children and their families. We're a better community when we do that. And so thank you for all that you do. Thank you, Kim. It was my pleasure to be on the show. I'm Courtney Atkins, and I'm the Executive Director of Whole Child Leon and the South City Foundation.